Welcome to the Joyful Educational Leadership Podcast, a podcast for school and district leaders who want to wake up and be excited to go to work, ensure that teachers are happy, students are joyful, and parents are engaged and make a positive difference in the lives of those they serve. Your host, Dr. Donna Marie Kozine, will share tips, tricks, and proven strategies to increase joy in your staff, students, and yourself. Welcome to episode five of the Joyful Educational Leadership Podcast. I'm Dr. Donna Marie Kozine. I'm your host, and I'm very excited to be here with you today. Today's topic on episode five is developing leaders is joyful. The first thing I think about in leadership is the importance of developing other leaders. If we don't develop people in our leadership pipelines, then who's going to do the work when we leave? (laughs) You know, you could win the lottery tomorrow and decide that this isn't what you want to do, or eventually all of us will be retiring and it will be important for there to be other people to take over when we leave. So it's really important for us to develop leaders within our organization. And I think it's really almost the most important job of leaders is to develop more leaders. I think back to when I was a new teacher. And um, if you read my first book, I spoke highly of a man named Ed Feldstein, who's still friends with me today. And um, he just really believed in me and he helped develop my leadership abilities When I first started teaching, I was 20 years old. I was fresh out of college and immediately he wanted to give me a student teacher. And I thought, I didn't think it. I said, Ed, are you crazy? I'm a brand new teacher and I don't know what to teach other people. And he said, no, no, you're ready, you're ready. This was in the spring of my first year. And I said, I can't do it. But over the course of the next seven years, I had a total of eight student teachers. One year he gave me, actually gave me two student teachers, one in the fall and one in the spring. And the thing about having student teachers is that I really learned to up my game when I had student teachers because I felt like, oh, I need to show them all of the really great things. I wanna make sure they're using all of the best strategies and techniques. I wanna make sure that they're engaging my students in at high levels. So. I always found that when I was working with people, student teachers, or even emerging leaders, that helped me be an even better leader or an even better teacher because I was highlighting some of the most effective techniques, tips, tricks, and resources, whether it be for a student teacher or for a, um, an emerging leader. And when you're growing leaders, what you're truly doing is you are building capacity. See, what Ed knew when he was helping me grow was he was helping me learn new things, but also strengthen the skills that I already have. And that's what we do when we grow other leaders. We look around in our organization and we say, who has the desire to lead? Who has the desire to be a lead teacher or to be an assistant principal or a department chair? And who has the skills? You might have somebody who has the skills but has no desire to be a leader at, you know, in terms of a building leader, but you might be able to find other experiences for them in which they can engage and grow their own competencies. And you might have other people who might not have all of the skills but have the desire and you can work with them. My husband says, hire the talent and teach the skill. You know, um, if you know somebody is very passionate about leading, then develop some time 
devote time to helping them develop those skills so that they can become a leader either in your organization or beyond. One thing that I never really like to hear is organizations who hold people back from their personal growth because they don't wanna lose them in a certain position. For instance, I'll hear people say, well, I don't wanna promote that person to an assistant principal because she's such an amazing teacher. And I think that that really is the wrong mindset because you're only solving one problem. The problem that you're solving is that you have a teacher, a highly effective teacher in one classroom but if that highly effective teacher is promoted to a role where she can support other teachers, then you are actually extending that person's reach to help other people become more effective. I think it's selfish as leaders when we say, oh, I wanna keep this person in this position because it's what's good for me. We should always be looking at what's good for each and every one of our individual employees. And if that means that their growth leads them outside of the organization, it's sad. But if you, for you, but if you're developing leaders and developing a leadership pipeline, then you'll have other people to fill that role. So the first thing you have to do is you need to recognize and identify emerging leaders. Once you do that, have a conversation with them. Say, hey, I noticed that you um, are really good at being a literacy specialist. Have you ever thought about doing more? what would you like to do in this organization? Or are there jobs that you really wanna have? Are there people in your past that you've worked with that you've thought, wow, I, I really think I, I could do that job. And I remember having that conversation with my literacy coach my first year, and we were talking about her future in this organization. And she said, I want your job. I wanna be a building principal. And we worked together to make sure that you know, along her trajectory that she was able to do that. And now she is the second in command in our organization and she's our K-6 building principal. Not everyone's route is direct, but um, if you are helping people identifying what their leadership goals are and helping support them, you can help them get to that goal much faster than they would have previously. And again, by developing those leaders in your own organization, you know that the person believes in your mission. You know that the person values what your organization values and they're a proven entity. The phrase, the devil you know is better than the devil you don't know is something that I often say when we're looking at hiring. Because sometimes you might have somebody in your organization who you know, has some areas of growth. I mean, who doesn't have areas of growth? But at least if I'm hiring that person, I know those areas already and I can focus on those areas and create a plan to support the person to develop those areas. I have hired people from outside of our organization who look amazing on paper. They'll do a mock teaching, uh, not mock, they teach a class and they look amazing and we offer them the position and then they literally implode um, when they get here. I can think of a woman who we hired, she had 14 years of experience as a teacher uh, in an urban environment very similar to ours. And um, she did not last very long. She, um, she had difficulty adapting to the way that we did things. She was extremely punitive, a whole host of things. Um, I moved her to a different position because she couldn't handle the position that she was in. And then eventually she just literally stopped coming to work. So I always find that if there are people within the organization that we can develop and we know what they're 
they, we know and they know what the areas of weakness are or areas of growth as I like to call them. At least we know if they're a good fit to the organization. So once you recognize and identify those emerging leaders and you talk to them about their, um, what they wanna do, you wanna start investing in their learning. So maybe you see a workshop that you wanna send them to, or maybe you encourage them to go back to school for a degree in leadership. We have tuition reimbursement at our school. So um, staff, get up, staff members get up to $3,000 a year, which covers about two courses at the state rate. You know, maybe it's, hey, there are a couple leadership position, uh, leadership programs out there you might want to check out. Or how about you just take a class and the school pays for it? One of the things that I'm doing with um, some schools across the country and, and individuals is my leadership cohort, cohort that's based on my driver's method that's found in my first book. So you want to be a superintendent, become the leader you were meant to be. In a previous podcast episode, I shared the link for that book. It's Get donnasbook.com and you can get a free pdf copy of my book and go through it and learn about my leadership drivers and what i have found is working through those leadership drivers with these um, leaders emerging leaders in other organizations has really helped them become more effective more efficient and understand their own leadership journey so you need to think about how can i invest in this person now, investing in them is not just financially, it's also investing your time. So meet with them, find out what they would like to do, and what type of opportunities they would like to take on. Once you have that conversation, provide those opportunities. Are there things that you can do with them or they can do instead of you to grow those capacities? An example would be maybe a PTA meeting. Maybe the PTA is used to you presenting at every meeting. Maybe this person presents once or twice, or maybe they run a professional learning that you co-plan together, but they deliver. Maybe you have them present data to the Board of Education. Just giving these, giving these emerging leaders opportunities is what's going to help them grow more than anything else. Because you can't really be good at speaking in front of an audience unless you've had experience speaking in front of audiences. You get better at running professional development by running professional development and seeking feedback. So identify some of those things. The other benefit of doing this is then tasks that are really um, tasks that only you can complete, you have more time for. So instead of, instead of spending two hours planning your uh, presentation to the PTA or to the board or a professional learning session, you have those two hours to do tasks that only you can do, whether it's teacher evaluation or it is developing your budget or writing a grant. You've just captured more time for yourself and given an opportunity for someone else to grow their competencies. And then provide regular support for this person, have check-ins. Say, hey, would you mind if we checked in once a month to see how you're doing on your leadership journey and see how you're feeling about these things? provide feedback, and then always go back to, you know, what are your goals? And do you think your goals can be realized in this organization? And if they can't be realized in this organization, how can I help you realize your goals elsewhere? Again, it's sad if you have somebody in your organization who leaves, but if they're going somewhere for upward mobility, you really can't complain about that. You know, you did it, likely. I mean, I, I was upwardly mobile 
in, in no in no districts. I didn't stay in the same district. I was a teacher in one district. I was an assistant principal in one district. I was a principal in another district, and now the CEO or superintendent of my charter school. So, um, you know, some of us that was our trajectory. We went from organization to organization, and that's okay. Um, and our job is to help grow them. And I find that that helps me with my joy, right? That helps me remember what is it about my profession that I love, that I want to share, that I want others to really enjoy and, and be a part of. When you do this, you are creating what I call a de facto leadership pipeline. I don't know about you, but when I got my first principal's position, I was it. I did not have an assistant principal. I had over 500 students. I had 60 staff members I was in charge of evaluating. And my first year I had a part-time guidance counselor and one secretary and one school nurse. That was like the whole crew. So, you know, it's important to, if you're in that situation also to think about who in your organization can you lean on? Who can you count on? You know, is there a team lead who's really experienced is there a, um, a guidance counselor who can pick up some of the things that you're working on? I found that um, having, I created a PLC committee and I had different people from different grade levels and we would meet together, I think it was monthly, yeah, monthly. And they would pick up tasks. I would say, what are our goals for this year? And then those, that team would pick up tasks as well. So although it wasn't necessarily they had a title as a leadership person, that committee, my PLC committee, became a really great conduit for the school to be able to achieve our goals. In my current position, I have an executive level leadership team, which is my principal assistant principal and my director of arts and technology. And then I have a larger leadership team. What I found was when the larger leadership team of 11 of us met weekly, it was very difficult to get through a lot of things and it became like a checklist of this is what I'm doing type of thing. So then we decided that what would work better is to have an executive leadership team meeting weekly and the leadership team members would report up to their executive leader uh, and they would report out. And I bring the, leader, the larger leadership team together when we have larger issues to discuss, whether it's, um, it could be a number of things, reopening the school for COVID, or it could be if we're having, you know, if I'm seeking feedback on something specific, whatever it may be, that's when we bring the larger leadership teams together. I can say currently we have 11 members of the leadership team, excluding me, and of those 11, eight of them have been developed from within. My Dean of Students actually started here as, an, um, as a substitute teacher and now is our Dean of Students. One of my instructional coaches started here as an assistant teacher and over the course of the last eight years, um, seven years, seven and a half years, has worked her way up to instructional coach. My assistant principal started as a math specialist. My principal started as an ELA specialist. So um, developing that leadership from within is something that I'm really proud that we've been able to do here. And trust me, it pays huge, huge dividends. So why do you need a leadership pipeline? Because you can't do it all yourself. You know, over the course of this podcast, we've talked about a lot of things. And one of the things I've talked about um, are uh, boundaries and self-care and work-life balance. 
you're not going to have any of those things if you don't develop some sort of a leadership pipeline. So I challenge you to start thinking about a leadership pipeline. So here is your homework. Um, I want you to identify at least one emerging leader in your organization and have a conversation with them. Ask them if they have interest in becoming a leader in the organization or outside of the organization. Talk to them about what you see in them, the skills that they have or the presence that they have or why you think they would be a good leader and see where that conversation takes you. I'd love to hear more. Email me if you'd like at dmc at consult dmc.com. And again, if you want to learn more about my driver's, driver's method for leadership development, you can get my book at getdonnasbook.com. G-E-T-D-O-N-N-A-S-B-O-O-K.com. And it was a pleasure being with you today and being in your homes or your car or in your, in your ears. Um, and I look forward to episode six next week, which is Be the Joy. In Friendship, Love, and Leadership, this is Donna Marie signing out. This has been another edition of the Joyful Educational Leadership Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave us a review on iTunes and share it with friends and colleagues. If you'd like to join our mailing list, please go to www.joyfuleducationalleadership.com where you can learn more about how you can become the joyful leader you were meant to be.